500 years ago, a soldier was critically wounded on a battlefield in Spain when he suffered a cannonball blow to his knee. He thought his life, as he knew it, was over. Instead, his long journey back to health prompted a spiritual awakening. The course of his life changed as he came to focus on fostering reflection, community, and education. That man came to be known as St. Ignatius of Loyola, who founded the Jesuits. Over the years, Jesuit education became a mainstay in urban areas for universities like Georgetown, Boston College, St. Louis University, and here in Milwaukee, Marquette University. This year, we celebrate what we are calling the Ignatian Year, which marks five centuries since that fateful battlefield injury. Today, we have a cannonball in common, emerging from a pandemic that took a huge toll on our communities. But we also look forward in what we are calling the Ignatian Year, which is learning how to navigate a new path. I'm Lauren Burke, and this is Marquette in Milwaukee with President Mike Lovell. Thank you guys so much for joining us today to talk about the Ignatian year. So we just like to start by going around, introducing ourselves. Uh, I'm Mike Lovell, President of Marquette University. I'm Ryan Duns. I'm a Jesuit and a assistant professor of theology. I'm Heidi Bostic, Dean of the Helen Way Klingler College of Arts and Sciences and the College of Education. Beautiful. So let's start by what is the Ignatian year? T tell me about the Ignatian year. The Ignatian year is really a chance for Marquette to celebrate our Catholic Jesuit heritage by commemorating two major anniversaries. One is the 500th anniversary of St. Ignatius's transformational experience on the battlefield where a cannonball hit him in the leg, led to a long convalescence and a conversion of heart that led him to found the Society of Jesus. And then it's also a commemoration of the 400th anniversary of his canonization. And so what does that mean for for us? How What will we be doing in the Signation year? What will we be doing within our community? Um, talk a little bit about that. You know, I think this is a great opportunity as a, as a university community and a worldwide church to start looking at our lives and the way events have transformed, challenged us, and called us to grow in new ways. So especially in, in the wake of the pandemic, as we emerge slowly from this, it's an opportunity for us to reflect on what we have gone through individually and as a community and to start to consider what, what lessons can we take from this and how, how maybe in the unsettling experiences of the breakdown are there opportunities for growth and revitalization, for reimagining where we've, you know, who we are and how we operate within the world and, and to do so with greater uh, a sense of gratitude and appreciation for the opportunities that we've been given. You know, when I think about it, the pandemic showed a huge spotlight on the challenges and the disparities that exist within Milwaukee. And I think about when St. Ignatius, you know, founded Jesuit universities, he founded them particularly in cities, and he founded them to produce citizens would make their communities better. And so I think we have a great opportunity as we celebrate, you know, the 500th anniversary to think about how, as a university, we can address some of the challenges that we've seen in the last 15 months. And I think getting our, our time, our talents, the resources that we can bring to the city, into our community, is something that 
as, as Ryan said, we, we need to rethink about how we do that and actually be very strategic about the way we utilize our people and resources to make our city better. Obviously, this podcast is about Marquette in Milwaukee and in the community. So what what would we ask our Marquette community to do? What are some of some active things that people can do within the year to be more involved and to be more, um, you know, reflective of what's going on in, in our community? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think that all of us were isolated, mm-hmm. you know, during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic and celebrating, you know, in the spirit of St. Ignatius, uh, we need to engage in a conversation yeah. with those, you know, in our community and understand how they experience things and how together, you know, we can work together to make things better. And, you know, I think, again, <clears throat> the alignment of our mission as a university of being a Catholic Jesuit school and addressing the needs of others mm-hmm. is just something that I think that we, it, it should be even more profound this year than than we've thought about in the past. Yeah, Absolutely. What about personally for each of you? Do either any of you have sort of like, you know, something that you'd like to work on within yourself or something that you'd like to reflect upon in the year ahead? You know, I'm going to use a distinction that Ignatius did not necessarily make, but it's one I think that works. The The pandemic was an opportunity to look at the ways that I personally have sleptwalked through so much of my time at Marquette, things I just took for granted. Sure. And there's a way that we succumb to the temptation to be tourists. And we just look at things and we, we dilly-dally at one thing, then we move on to something else. But Ignatius refers to himself in his autobiography as a pilgrim. And I think now it's an opportunity for us to maybe look at Ignatius's life, look at the history of the Society of Jesus, look at, at the rich tradition of the Catholic Church, and start to live our lives in light of that story and to risk finding our place within that larger narrative and allow it to not only inform us learning about it, but to form us as women and men for others who are attentive and responsive to the needs of the world as they manifest themselves to us. Yeah, beautiful. The Ignatian year, I don't see as an add-on or something new. It's rather a way to focus and galvanize the community. And so the strategy of the team that's planning the Ignatian year is to really embed it into a lot of other existing activities across campus. Mm. And this is not a program that simply belongs to the Office of Mission and Ministry. Rather, it's quite significant that two of the co-chairs of the team are an academic dean, me, and then Dr. Xavier Cole, who's our vice president for student affairs, Mm -hmm. to signal that the Ignatian year will be embedded in everything else we do. And personally, I feel called to think deeply about the kind of conversion of heart that Ignatius underwent uh, as a result of his cannonball moment and how we have to respond to that call of our broader community and how our efforts in diversity, equity, inclusion, ensuring that everybody on our campus has that sense of belonging, ensuring that Marquette remains deeply embedded within the city of Milwaukee, all of that is part of something Ignatius inspires us to do and is really much in line with the Catholic Jesuit mission. And for me, you know, one of the things I think about when I'm uh, out in the community or I'm on the campus, I speak to about 240 groups a year. And I want to be very intentional about the way that I, you know, address things that celebrate uh, this 500th anniversary and discuss 
why it is what we do in light of how it relates back to the history of St. Ignatius and the founding of the Jesuits. Can you give us maybe like a sneak preview? You mentioned, you know, like events coming up within the next year. Anything that you can talk about that I know there's planning still being done, but anything you can share? A lot of the specifics are still coming together. What I'm really excited about is the opportunity to, for a couple of things, one is to really embed um, Ignatian practices into classrooms. And so providing easy ways for instructors to bring practices or bring lessons that are inspired by the life of St. Ignatius into classes and adapt them to be available, to be really um relevant to any discipline. And the other piece is there's a subgroup um, looking at, it's called the Solidarity Team, looking at ways to foster those local and global partnerships. So again, this is really an opportunity to strengthen and deepen and highlight those networks that we have across the globe, the ways in which we reach out to our neighbors, you know, in line with what Pope Francis has challenged us to do. Think about integral ecology in a worldwide perspective. How might we all work together to foster that common home that he cares, you know, he calls upon us to foster? Yeah. So, Dr. Lovell, on our last podcast, you mentioned uh, a book that you were reading on the life of Ignatius. Can you maybe tell us some, some things you've learned from that? Well, so the, the book that we're actually, there are several book groups that were uh, that are reading the book. It's called Ignatian Humanism. Okay. And it is about the life of uh, six or seven Jesuits, you know, in uh, learning about the impact that they made on the world and the things that they did. It's been fascinating for me uh, to, to learn about some of these Jesuits because, first of all, the sacrifices that they personally made, you know, they, you know, they would go off and, you know, try to become missionaries in China, for example, uh, Matteo Ricci. And when he left uh, Europe, he knew he was never coming back, yeah. you know, and it, it, it think about that sacrifice. And what, what is amazing is the stories is that they were very innovative and creative in the each of them in the way that they they were transform, transforming the world, even to the point where, you know, it could be something that would be very small and starting with a couple of hundred people and, and like Matteo Ricci when he was in China. And that little first step and that start has led to tens of millions of Catholics now in China today because of, of what he had done. So even what I take away is even something that may seem little that we are doing, mm -hmm. uh, it may end up having a huge impact. And it's about being willing to not only sacrifice, but not be afraid, mm. you know, to, as, as the Jesuits, you know, walking with one one foot raised to look at the opportunities that are out there. And again, just I, I just I am very humbled, you know, by the way that they, first of all, they, they were very innovative mm -hmm. and they weren't afraid, you know, to do things uh, different. And it was always, you know, in, in the spirit of, you know, wanting to transform others' lives in a positive way. To borrow a phrase I heard recently, and we've been discussing the pandemic, but the pandemic was a cannonball we all had in common. So I want to talk about our students. You know, senior year for the, the students who just graduated was, you know, the cannonball of all cannonballs for them. And with you guys having such direct connection to the students, um, I want to ask what, what inspired you about them and how they took that moment and changed it and turned it into something good? The thing that amazed me about our students was their resilience. And, you know, this was, a, you think about college, it's the most social time of your life. Mm -hmm. And they were, and Marquette's very big about being in community. Well, that was taken away from them. Yeah. And they were isolated. And it was something that 
quite frankly, that they didn't want and they didn't like, but they were able to persist. And, you know, when I told a story, you know, at graduation about one of our nursing students and all the things that she overcame during the pandemic, any one of those could have derailed her from getting her degree, but she still found a way in spite of just some terrible things happening in her lives. And she represented, you know, the broader group of students. And so even though they faced challenges that, quite frankly, other students in the history market had never had to face, mm-hmm. they still found a way to make it through. And I was that made me really proud of them. Yeah. One of my points of pride is that the students did not see the – many students did not see the pandemic as an inconvenience. And I do not hear them clamoring for things to go back to normal as they were. In my teaching, I found them to be extraordinarily attentive to the way that the pandemic has exposed social, racial inequalities, systemic injustice, and they are inspired and on fire to address that. And not just to put Band-Aids on it, they really want to see Marquette and our society respond to the needs today. Mm -hmm. And when Ignatius and the early companions envisioned the Society of Jesus, a phrase that Ignatius uses over and over again, to help souls. Not in some ethereal spiritual matter alone, but concrete bodily practices, engaging with other people in their daily lives. And our students are calling us to do that. And I think their fire and their imaginations will enkindle within us and inspire us to be the difference that our world desperately needs to see right now. And so they've excited me beyond measure. I love it. In spring 2021, I got to teach a section of our culminating course in the core curriculum called the Service of Faith and Promotion of Justice. So it was students who are juniors and seniors getting ready to complete their Marquette studies. And what I found were a couple of things. One is the the hunger students had to build community in the ways in which they found to do that, even in that virtual environment. My class was a, a virtual class. And the other part was it really highlighted for me the power of the humanities and the liberal arts in a Catholic Jesuit context, because the students were so eager to ask hard questions and ask about, for example, how the teachings of uh, Jesuit leaders from prior generations were still pertinent today. And we read texts uh, like that. We read some James Baldwin, which it's very interesting. It's a text from the 1960s and still speaks so much to our moment. And the students were very interested in talking about how the pandemic laid bare social inequalities, how they might engage with those hard realities. And the other part was the pandemic for many of these young people was the first time they had spent so much time alone. And they talked about how difficult that was in certain ways, and yet also about learning to um, cultivate these practices of reflection that they found very rich and very rewarding. And to me, that's the sign of a well-educated person is somebody who's able to sit with their own thoughts and really reflect upon, you know, who am I? How ought I to live? How might I reach out to others and try to make the world better? Yeah. So let's flash forward to a year from now. What what are we hoping is the result of the Ignatian year? What are What would be some wins for Marquette and for the community to come out of this celebration? A lot more connections among people on campus, faculty, staff, students, those in leadership role, having that sense of common cause and really knowing one another, perhaps fostering what I would call Ignatian literacy, more of our students, faculty, and staff really being conversant in the life of St. Ignatius and how that kind of model might uh, inform our own 
act, actions and thoughts. And, and also this, this sense of how to uh, make social justice come alive as being, yes, an academic topic that we study and also something we can bring into the world to transform the world. Yeah. I love that Ignatian literacy. <laughs> I think that's brilliant because we, if we have – if our students and our faculty and our staff have a greater capacity to speak the language, a, a shared language, to talk about our experiences you know, individually and communally – how, what type of community would that be for us, where, where this is how we share with one another on a deep level um, what we've gone through and how we see the world, a, a shared worldview? I think that would be really transformative for our, for, especially for our students, uh, to have a, a, an enriched language to describe uh, the deepest and most interior movements of their heart and the way it's calling them out of themselves to be of service to the world. I think that would be a huge win. Yeah. Dr. Lovell? You know, it's interesting because I think about many of the initiatives that we are going to be embarking on the next year as a university, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, things like the Student Success Initiative. Uh, Heidi and I are working on the fusion of STEM and the liberal arts and, you know, how we can solve these really broad-based societal problems by bringing these two you know, disciplines together in unique ways. And I, I want to frame those initiatives in Major Campus in light of St. Ignatius and our history of being a Jesuit institution and all of us who are working on these things. I want them to come back to those roots mm-hmm. and us to understand those roots because even though we know that those are the things we need to do and the right things to do, but basing them on who we are fundamentally as an institution is something that I want all of us to understand. And so as we do this, we're very, again, very intentional in the processes and in the discipline that we use to really celebrate, you know, St. Ignatius. Yeah. On a related topic, I want to ask you about St. Joan of Arc Chapel. As we talk about reflection, it's a beautiful place on campus for people to go and, and do that within the Ignatian year. And recently, we've started some renovations. Can you talk about your involvement with that and oh, what's sure. going on? Uh, so, you know, as many of you know, a few years ago, we, we had the grotto we placed behind Joan of Arc Chapel to celebrate, you know, have, have Mary on campus. And that became a, a great place for reflection and prayer for, for many of us. The chapel, is so, so the chapel itself, particularly, you know, much of the entranceways to the front of the chapel, it quite frankly needs some work. And so we, we renovated the back and now it's time for us to do the rest of the work. And so we have, did, have had a major fundraising campaign, you know, and it's been very successful. And so we now have the funds to really upgrade, you know, much of the, both the exterior, but also the interior of the chapel as well, because there's challenges with the heating system and other things yeah. within the chapel itself. Yeah, well, a beautiful space that will just be made even more beautiful in the upcoming years. So for those individuals on campus and the community interested in getting involved with some of the events and reflections, um, where can they go to find out that information? Probably the best place to go is the website, marquette.edu backslash Ignatian hyphen year. And there's a place to consider um, submitting a video on your own cannonball moment or Mm -hmm. a really transformational event in your life. You have a list of folks serving on different committees, so lots of ways to plug in. Great. Well, looking forward to it. And thank you all so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren.